The This Is Brewer podcast logo is created by Cooper Downing of Coop's Designs. Our website was created by the boudoir queen, Holly Franklin, and is hosted and produced by me, the Brewer of Blowin, Dean Franklin. This episode, I'm talking to Steve Meir, the president of the Historical Society, and his wife, Sharon, who is the secretary of the Historical Society. Firstly, thank you both for joining me again. Um, it's been a bit like deja vu. <laughs> Um, so the Historical Society was founded in 1974. Has it always been based in this building? Yes, it has. Uh, we used to have a lot of stuff stored up above the courthouse before we were able to get this wonderful shed that we've got because we've got this print room and we've got a big storeroom next door because where it was stored upstairs above the courthouse, the stairs are incredibly steep. And with our members, as Sharon said, age. Sharon, again, is probably the youngest member we've got. So we'd really love some young people. Getting volunteers is the hardest thing we've got. So you're saying it'd be good to get more volunteers for... We would love to get more volunteers. Um, the volunteers we've got do an awful lot of work here. Uh, we've got more in beer who does all the windows that are constantly changing, and that's attracting a lot of people. So she does all the displays and everything? Yeah. When we first started coming to the museum, the displays had been in the window for years. Uh, She started changing things, and it gets people's attention outside, so they want to come inside. Exactly. So that's really good. Um, We've got other members... One member who will come in and she just cleans. She loves cleaning. I know, I hate it too, but <laughs> she loves cleaning and that's great. We've got Helen, our research officer, and she has done at least 150, yeah, if not family more, researchers. family researchers. Wow. And a lot of those were done during COVID because people suddenly decided, oh, I've got nothing else to do, let's trace my family history. Yeah, yeah. And during COVID, she was our only source of income. Oh, okay. Because we were closed for seven months. We just couldn't risk having people come through. And so for the family research, you, you know, there's a fee for that? Yep. Yep, we charge so much for any photocopying and then we ask for a donation. Oh, cool. And most people are quite prepared to give a reasonable donation. You do have some that sort of thing on oh, and bugger you and don't yeah. give anything. But it's 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 a lot of work Helen puts into well, it. Well, even just you know maintaining your museum and and the spaces and and like some of the displays you've got in there, well, most all your displays are well made, well laid out. Like that costs money and it's yeah. got to come from somewhere. And you can get grants, but yeah. having that. You know, donation come through or mm. makes things a bit easier. Bendigo Bank have been brilliant. Um, I know of at least four grants that we've had from Bendigo. Excellent. Yeah, I'm speaking to Sue hopefully next week about the work that the community yeah. brought. Yeah, community the, the best grant they gave us was actually for cementing a footpath, but when I went to get the certificate, it had for exercise and gym equipment for the <laughs> museum. <laughs> And well, I that's just, what you need. <laughs> yeah, I just pictured all our 80, <laughs> 70 and 80-year-olds up in the backyard exercising. Yeah. 
I'd just ask if they had an ambulance on standby. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But no, volunteers are the main stream of the place. Without them, we wouldn't operate. And, and you don't have to do a lot. You can no. do as much as you want to. Um, you can come in like we meet on a Thursday. As you saw, we have a cup of tea and a morning tea. Um, and we, we all have different things we can do. Yeah. But main thing is on a Saturday, we like to show our visitors around. Yep. Um, and people don't like doing that. Um, it, it takes a people person to do that. I understand. Yeah, but it, it, I love I, doing I, it. Yeah, and I do as well. I, I try and do as many of the tours as possible. And I've been asked by some new members, look, if you're not sure of something, what do you do? And excuse my language here, but I said you're bullshit. It's, it's yeah. bullshit breathless brains, doesn't make, it? Make it sound realistic. And people and will believe it. It's like Burrower being called Burrower. Yeah. Burrower has always legally been Burrower. I saw that on the... On the front door. On the railway, yeah. yeah. So they've got the thing. It talks about all these different names, but it was yep. gazetted as Burrower. Gazetted yep. as Burrower. It's always been Burrower. They just changed the name for whatever reason. Yeah. Well, I think it's because you would have an Irishman talking to a semi-illiterate clerk in Sydney. Yeah. Going, I come from Burrower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. bang. There's oh, of a course, year. of course. Which is always interesting. There's always that language issue, you know. Um so what's the most historical artefact that you've got? You've got? Uh, probably the dresses. Yeah. We've got uh, some dresses from the Hume family, not the explorer but his nephew, and they go back to 1900. Wow. Is there any <laughs> – have you got anything from, like, early Brewer, was it, you know, from 1870s or anything like that that – it would be good to get a copy of the gazetting of... We've got, we've got the newspapers. Oh, okay, yeah. we got the newspapers back to the original, which was early 1800s. Yep, yep. And people are more than welcome to come in and have a look at those. Um, are they we, here in the print room? They're yep. right behind you. Yep, that's the ones you showed me last week. Yeah. So we've got them back to 1800s. Uh, so we've got the original World News there for people to come in and look at if they want. Um, we'd like you to do it with a volunteer of up course. here and wearing gloves. Yeah, I was, yeah that because was of the age, yeah. because of the age of them. So we provide the gloves, and we're more than welcome to unwrap them. They were out at a, on a farm in a house with um, what's her name? Jill Adams. Jill Adams, who is a ninety-plus-year-old farmer who is still farming. Wow, on her own. And Jill had them in her old house and she donated them to the museum. She's done a lot for the museum. She's our oldest member. But that's how you get a lot of this stuff is mm. being donated. Yeah. Like I know you um, you talked about the boat. The boat yeah. we, we was found on a tip and donated. We've got a wheelchair that was found on a tip and donated. Yeah. you know, And just the story behind like that boat, for example, how it was used to be used to take the, the kids to school the, the kids and, and the shearers across like... And someone just threw it out and yep. another person just happened to notice that, hey, hold on, I've been in that boat. Yeah. You know, that sort of stuff is, is brilliant. Now, you've mentioned that is, there's more work that you would like to get done. Oh, look, if anyone knows a millionaire, a multimillionaire <laughs> that's interested in history, please send them to see me. <laughs> you give me the money and I can 
spend it because we've got a lot of stuff in storage that we would like to get out. We display six, eight, eight Hume dresses. Yep. We have another 10 or 12 boxes of clothing from the Hume family. It's almost like you need a Hume wing. <laughs> we do, yeah. yeah. We, we were going to give some to the... Kuma Cottage. Kuma Cottage, Trust. but they were just going to box it up and send it to Sydney, and yeah, so okay. we thought, well, no, you're not getting it. So at what point do you, do you go, we've got all this stuff, maybe this is not big enough? Like, are you... It's, it, it's not big enough. But you want to maintain the museum here because of what the building is? Yeah, yeah. It's the only commercial pizzy building still in existence in Oroa. Yeah, yeah. There are a couple of houses that are pizzy houses, but this is the only commercial building. So explain to me what a pizzy house is or pizzy building. It's made out of mud, fire, ash and straw. Okay, that's fascinating. So we can't put anything into the walls because they'll crack. Mm-hmm. Um, at the moment, we need maintenance done on the place. We've got a floor that's soaking up water. Uh, and we actually had a member go through the floor the other week. We need a new roof. But it all costs money. It does, it does. So as I say, if there's a millionaire out there with some money they want to splash, yeah. come and talk to me. I'll spend it for you. Yeah, excellent. Okay, so say, say you had... A mysterious benefactor. Are you um, donating? <laughs> if, if only, if only. Um, what would be the one thing that you, you want to do above everything else? Like, Because you've talked before about putting an extension out here and putting another shed out here and doing some of the stuff yeah. with the tool boards and all that sort of stuff. What's the what's Steve's Mears ideal project that you want to leave? We have a... Slab hut. We have all the timber for a slab hut in our top shed, and I would love to see that built. Oh, wow. Um, again, we need somebody that knows what they're doing and council permission to build it, but I would love to see that set up, and then we could turn it into a hospital ward because in our shed, within the shed, we have about 20 boxes of medical equipment. Yeah, I've I, I noticed on the website you've got... Ambulance history and yep. things like that. Yeah, um, and that's always the problem with museums, you know. And you know, you look at the War Memorial in in Canberra. And now they've got an, an annex yep. in North Canberra because yeah. they just don't have enough. And they haven't got the space. And there's always stuff being donated, and and people are always finding something else. Like we were, we pulled up some carpet in the house we're in, and we found this receipt for. Um, well, Busby's, yep. which is now where the IJA is, yep. but it was for one pound sixpence or something yep. like that, an item that we sort of went, well, that's that's, 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 that's really, really brilliant, you know, and we found some other, you know, newspaper cuttings from what was happening at the time, and you can see when the extensions were put onto the house because that laid the newspaper down as yeah. a kind of insulation, yep. I guess, before they put something yep. else down, um, which was... Which is fascinating, and we, you know, we've got this old. Um, it's a wood fire stove, but it's made by. Can't even think of it now, and it's all the bits are there, but it's just sort of fallen. And when we first moved into the place, it, um, 
it was full of dirt, so we pulled the dirt out and sit there. I'd like to get the sand blasted, but that's sort of something that you know. There's got to be places around town that have got so much of this stuff. Like we've got stuff in the corner that had been hoarded by the family for years and years. Like there's an old cricket pitch roller, and yeah. we just you know at some point we'll go. Well, we need to get rid of this. So there's got to be places around here that just have that stuff lying around that they don't even know about. Yeah. Yeah, well, we try and just accept stuff for Borua and District, the old Borua Council oh, District. Um, we do have some stuff from elsewhere, but we want to keep it as much local as possible. So the so the Hume collection you've got, are they, did the Humes, are they from Borua? Taranga. Taranga and Castle yes. Steeds, they had two properties. So where's Taranga is the name of the property? Yep. Taranga is one property and Castle Steeds the other. One's on the way to Cowra, uh, yeah, to Yes, yep. and the other one's on the way to Harden. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. But yeah, yeah. they had two properties. Oh, excellent. And uh, we, we believe, or it looks like, that when they sold them, they brought everything into the museum and said, here you are. Oh, and, and it's always good to have those kind of donations. Yeah, it is. But as we say, we're, we're run out of space. We need more space. You, I mean, you've seen our top shed there yeah. with the wool presses and all the tools and everything up there. Yeah. We'd love to display those, but we just haven't got room um, and we haven't got money to... Yeah, and, it, and it's hard because you've got some of those, like, some of those old carriages you've got there yeah. and the wool presses, they're, they're fascinating bits of material, but... They're big. They, they are big. They take up space. Um, you know, they've probably been in that shed there for a little while now. So yeah. what happens if you move them? You know, you sort of want to try to maintain yeah. the, the fabric of the equipment as well. So mm-hmm. it makes it hard to sort of sort of... Well, the state government gave us the grant to build this. And uh, that's why we got Wendy Tuckerman to come up and open. It took us two years to get it open because yeah. of COVID. But, you know, we needed it so we yeah, could yeah. get all that stuff from up top of the shed. I mean, when council came to move it for us, uh, they turned up with two blokes in a ute and I laughed at them. Yeah. Because I knew how much was up there. I'd spent four or five weeks up there with another member cataloguing everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they went and got a truck and six people. Yeah, Okay. So what's your, and I'll ask this for both of you, what one item in here do you see as your, like, your favourite piece of brewery history? I think the wagons. Yeah, the wagons, I, I was going to say the wagons. The wagons. Yeah. and Because the, they're so unique. And the yeah. winnerer. We've actually got a... What's um, a winnerer? That's the machine... Chaff makes chaff. Cuts the chaff into grain and... The, the actually, thing that separates the wheat from the chaff. Yeah, that's it. We've actually got up near the men's den a um, another header. A header. There's a header up there that's due for the men's den. But to get it down, we've got to get it on the back of a truck. And, again, that's going to cost us money. Well, but you also, to get it on the back of a truck, it's going to have to be done carefully. rather carefully. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so then you need to get a decent truck driver and, 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 and yeah. then... Yeah. It's time as well as time and money. process and money. Yep. And, um, it it co- all comes back to money. Yeah. If we had more money, we might be able to do more. Um, but if we don't have the money, we can't do anything, and we're just building up reserves now because we've only been open for three months, four months. Oh, I mean, right. 
The service clubs are very good. The yep. service clubs give us a donation every year, both clubs, the Lions and Rotary. Yep. So that's great. That's helpful. Uh, Bendigo are brilliant. We used to have a treasurer, David Evans, and he was magnificent at writing grant requests. But then he went and died last year. And <laughs> I know. How rude of him. It was because he had a lot of stuff on his computer and we couldn't get onto it. Um, so he had a lot of stuff there. So this year I've written my first ever grant applications. Excellent. And I've, I've got, done one too. Got my fingers crossed that yeah. we'll get something. It's, it's always interesting, but I hope hopefully if the grant's not approved, you can get some sort of feedback as to, yeah. you know. Why? Was it because you filled it out incorrectly, you didn't tick the right box, or was it, you know, did you apply for the wrong type of grant for the work? And that, yeah. as long as yeah. you sort of get that, you're just going to build that yeah. ability to continue right now. Look, I've been through the museum, and I've actually, I think I came through it, it must have been before you closed, um, and I've noticed how much it's changed and how the layout's changed and all that sort of stuff. So for the for anyone who is listening, I... I Fully recommend coming and having a look. Um, the bits that I enjoy is the wall corner or windows to wall. Windows I think you do, to wall. Yep. and you've got that. Um, what's the name of the shearer who sheared Ian Elkins? Ian Elkins. So Ian Elkins was a world champion shearer. Um, they've got some of his equipment there. They've also got the old hand shears, and you just think about how many sheep that guy sheared with hand shears. Um, most. Current day shearers aren't doing that with electric shears. That, right? so that's, that's still a record. So that's that in itself is amazing. Mm. Um, my favourite little trinket here, I think, would be that mas- moustache cup that you showed me. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yes. Which, as a person who normally support sports a beard and moustache, it's brilliant because you're yep. not getting coffee in your mm-hmm. in your beard, or you're not getting the head of a beer in your in your beard. So I think that's wonderful. But there's lots of little, I don't even know how you call this. Lots of little things in here that are just. Fascinating. So you've got that... Um, well, there's the cruet set that found its way to New Zealand. Yep. And which was a prize from the Borough Show. Yes, I remember that, yeah. And it found its way to New Zealand. We don't know how. We don't know who owned it because they never got their name engraved on it. <laughs> but somebody found it over there, bought it and sent it back. I mean, that that in itself is a fascinating history. Well, even, the, even that... Um, so you go into that room, you've got that, is it a Chinese headstone or yep. something? Yeah. And you said that that lady came across and went, oh, no, you've got it around the wrong way. You know, even that, yeah. like, it's one of those things you don't know until you know. And, and yeah. having someone come in who was able to explain that to you a bit more, and that adds to the story of that yeah. piece of equipment, you know, that artefact. It's we just, want the locals to come through. They're starting to drift through. But I think a lot of locals think, oh, yeah, it's the museum, it's boring. It's not boring. There's, there's a lot of exciting things here to see. There's people you can talk to that have lived here their whole life and you didn't sit at morning tea today, but we can be sitting at morning tea, someone will bring up a subject and they're away. Yeah, And yeah. just sitting there and listening to them is fascinating. And, and that's... And, and, and as I said, this is one of the plans, of, one of the ideas of this podcast mm. is trying to get some of that information. And if it means we can drive more people into the museum, we can get mm-hmm. some more younger influencer interest. You know, at the end of the day, and it may say very cliche, but it's at some point this is going to get handed over to 
Someone else. Someone, a child, you know, and, and it needs to maintain that historical. And, I, and that's something I'm looking at working with at Anzac Day is trying to change how things run to bring that younger audience in. Because once you capture that, I think they'll go, oh, come next year, come check out the museum, this is what yeah. they've got. This, and I think, it's, I think it's fascinating. And maybe that's something we can talk to schools going, hey, how about you have a, an excursion to the museum? Let's they talk do occasionally. About the Abura history, and I know that the B Centre, they take some of the older, the kindergarten or the pre-kindy kids on excursions, like they go to the post office, and maybe coming here, I don't know, maybe coming here with a handful of little kids might not be the greatest idea, but, you know, it's, it's about building that interest, because I know we drive down the street now, and the little one will go, oh, we went to, I went to the post office with my friends from school, you know, it's that, you know, interesting thing, and if the kid comes in and says, oh, we saw this thing at the museum today, the parents will go, oh, maybe I'll check that out. And then their family comes from out of town and go, oh, have you checked out the museum? It's, you know. Well, I brought our grandchildren through and they were totally fascinated. And their one big question was, how could they make clothes back then that lasted so long and today they don't? And because that, it wasn't a... But that was their question. Yeah, and, and that's got some of those Hume's those dresses are stunning yeah. and so well made. And you look at the material, and I think it's now everything's designed to be Disposable. replaced, throw away. You know, and like and there's talk of I mean, companies like Dunlop or Bridgestone have built a tile that lasts longer than the life of your car. But they're not going to sell it because they're not going to make any money. That's right. So, you know, you've got all these materials. And a lot of those stuff were made from the wool that came off the back of the sheep. That they, mm. You know, it's it's community textiles and they're designed to last because you didn't know the next time you are going to get to the shop. The shops weren't right. as readily available. Yeah. Now it's a, well, you don't even have to get your car. No. You just we'll get on the mean. internet and order it, you know. So, um, yeah. Before we go, is there anything, either one last thing, either one you say about the awesomeness of the historical society and the museum you've got here? I, I would say that we just have fantastic members. Um, I think everyone that's all the older volunteers, the ones that have been here longer, have all won a community award. Wow. Um, Helen's won two. I think Sharon's won one, Maureen's won one, Robin's won one, I've won one. Yep. It's a... and, and the only thing I'd say is come in and have a look. Please. You'll find lots of things that will remind you of your parents, your grandparents and even your great-grandparents. It, it'd be, it's, for, for the cost of $2, yeah. it, 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 it's a great way to spend a couple of hours. Yeah. Um, and, and even though it's a small museum, listeners, to have a good look, it would take you a couple of hours because it's, there's so it's a TARDIS. there's so many little artifacts that are just fascinating, from the moustache cup to some of the crockery and the cutlery that they've got mm. here, to coming out to the print room that we're sitting in now. They've got this old um, typewriter from Parliament House in ACT. They've got. Microfish reader. A, micro, a, a microfish reader, a, a print press. They've got the old um, letters that we use for printing the papers. It's just just a fascinating place to sit and come and look and learn about the history. And it's not only – while it's Boorora artefacts, this is 
history of Australia because most towns would have had a lot of these similar things. And so you can get the history of New South Wales or the history of some parts of Australia and how these things, so the printing press, it's not the only one like that that was used in Australia. Most newspapers would have had something yeah. very similar. Yeah. So you've got that hist- history. Come and speak to the wonderful members that are here because their knowledge is severely untapped. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you get an opp- opportunity to talk to Helen McGrath and the um, information that she's got rambling around in her brain, it's, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> it's incredible. Um, so on that note, thank you again, both of you, so much for, for giving me your time. Um, and, yeah, I'll hopefully talk to you again about another anything else that comes up in town. Certainly. Um, so on that, we'll sign off for today and keep an ear out for the next episode where we'll be talking to another Brewer local about why they do what they do in Brewer. Bye for now. You're listening to the This Is Brewer podcast. Each episode we'll talk to business owners, community leaders and local identities about why they do what they do in the Brewer region as well as all the happenings in Brewer.